It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is October 20th, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, sir. Great to be with you. All right. Had a good weekend? Yes, sir. Very active. (laughs) Pardon me? Very active. All right. That's good. That's good. Joining me today, in case you don't know who Bill is, he's my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, the state of Maryland. And again, Bill, welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, last week, I don't know if you, I hope everybody listened to the show last week. It was a good show. Last week we had Charles Keith David. No, that's not three guys. We only, that's only one person. <laughs> and uh, he's from the Task Force Dagger Foundation. They are a United States Army Special Operations Command based organization dedicated to providing assistance to all wounded, ill, and injured members of their, of their families and the families of casualties of the U.S. Special Operations Command. If you missed last week's show, be sure to go to, go to the archive show and listen to it on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, we picked a couple things out of the Stars and Stripes we're going to talk about uh, just to make everybody aware of what's going on. Uh, there's actually dozens of West Coast military veterans that are incorrectly received letters indicating that they're going to lose their unemployment benefits after an overworked Department of Veterans Affairs office in Seattle lost track of the records these veterans have submitted. The mail audit stemmed from a complaint that actually suggested about a thousand pieces of unread mail from veterans were being stored indefinitely in a yellow bucket without a response from employees assigned to evaluate their benefit claims. In some cases, the complaint alleged that the veterans were told that they would lose their unemployment benefits because they did not return information to the office in a timely manner, even though they had met their deadlines. What's going on there, Bill? (laughs) Well, I don't know. It seems like uh, some major concerns in the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. That's true. That's true. We don't need to hear the bad news all the time. (laughs) Absolutely not. Now, uh, I don't know if how many people heard about this. This is about two uh, VA executives. Uh, some senior members of Congress were investigating the case of two veteran affairs executives accused of abusing the uh, positions to get plum jobs and perks, part of a pattern of unjustified moving incentives that transfer identity uh, by these agencies' watchdogs. The two executives were uh, Diana Rubens and uh, Kimberly Graves. They actually inappropriately used their positions of authority for personal and financial benefit. These were cre- they were actually creating opportunities for their own transfer to positions they were interested in filling. Both executives, they have salaries of just under 200000 a year. Rather in- interesting, Gary, uh, because in September, these uh, two uh, senior executives that you just uh, mentioned uh, used the system uh, in the VA for moving expense 
for uh, uh, to acquire about four hundred thousand dollars in what was wow. described as questionable reimbursements, with taxpayers paying three hundred thousand dollars for one of them to relocate a hundred and forty miles from the District of Columbia, that's Washington D.C., to Philadelphia. Between salary increases and relocation expenses, the Veterans Benefits Administration, where they work, spend $1.8 million to reassign 23 senior executives from uh, fiscal year 2013 to fiscal year 2015. $1.8 million, huh, for 23 senior executives. That's outrageous. Uh, yeah, a lot of money. Sure is. Do they pay for the homes? <laughs> <laughs> another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, there has been some changes, according to uh, the Stars and Stripes. Uh, two weeks ago, the House and Senate uh, Veterans Affairs Committee quietly allowed a provision for the Agent Orange Act of 1991 to expire. How is that going to affect the, the, the veterans there, Bill? As far well, as Agent Orange goes. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, uh, there's some serious concerns there because the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, uh, out of the Agent Orange and uh, other herbicides exposures, especially in uh, Vietnam, is able to identify conditions as what they call uh, presumptive conditions, meaning if they had boots on the ground, they can proceed towards uh, unemployability. So it's something for us to keep our eyes on and to be uh, very much informed of. That's true. Unbelievable. And they're planning on extending the list. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Boy. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Uh, my pleasure, Gary. Uh, today we have with us Sharice Rudolph, founder and president for Healing Horses and Armed Forces. Sharice is also a coach, facilitator, equine specialist, and an accomplished author. Throughout 2012 through 2014, Healing Horses and Armed Forces has completed 14 programs for veterans and service members along with several demonstrations that provide information about the programs offered. In August 2014, Healing Horses and Armed Forces began offering one-on-one therapeutic programs for our military sons and daughters. As of September 12th, 2014, Healing Horses and Armed Forces had five veterans scheduled. The programs include veterans only, military couples, wounded warriors, spouses, support, and leadership, together with the equine-assisted services, Healing Horses and Armed Forces also offers military yoga, therapeutic art, and drumming circles. Healing Horses and Armed Forces has a holistic, somatic approach focusing on energy and intention. Cherise also gives talks and presentations, attends conferences. She's a grant writer 
and takes training that adds to her knowledge that she shares with Healing Horses and Armed Forces programs. Cherise, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Cherise. Thank you very much, guys. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Cherise, as as I introduced you, one of the many things that uh, uh, you have especially for is, and it's, it's identified as an equine specialist. Please tell us what an equine specialist is and Definitely. how does one uh, qualify or by training certification to be to have such a title? Well, in my case, um, I've been around horses since I was about two years old. Okay. So I think horse. <laughs> on the job um, training. On the job <laughs> training. So that's how it started. And uh, then... Throughout my life, uh, you know, I competed and I showed and I rode, you know, Western and English and jumped and all that stuff. And then as I became older and I got into coaching and doing team building with corporations and um, via the Adventure Ropes course or Challenge course, I decided that I'd bring horses into the work, you know, my love and my appreciation of what they've taught me. And then uh, there was a organization that had started up, this was like in the year 2000 when I had my big idea, like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring horses into the work. There was an organization called EGALA, which was the Equine Growth and Learning Association. And uh, rather than rewriting everything that I had been doing for the last 10 years, because I began about 1992 doing that type of work, um, I decided I'd join them. And... Um, you're either a mental health specialist with them or you're an equine specialist, meaning that you have a good sense of what's going on with the horses and you take care of their welfare um, as well as, you know, helping with the, the participants' welfare. The only thing with me is that I've been coaching for so long that i got to say I'm pretty darn good at both of them. All <laughs> <laughs> right, great. <laughs> All right. Now, how did you actually, uh, as far as as far as um, the, your inspiration um, for the military? Yeah. How did you get involved with the military? What made up your mind on that end? Well, you know, um, you know, I'd love to tell you that I was a lieutenant colonel and I was this and that and whatever, <laughs> but it's not the case at all. <laughs> um, all right. In my case, I have a son who. Um, wanted to join the Marines. And it was in, was it 2008, when the economy fell to its knees and everybody was going to try and get in to, um, you know, enlist. And for two years, my son, um, luckily he was naughty a little bit when he was younger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, only for the fact that um, he kept waiting and waiting to go. And for the two years he was waiting to go, they kept finding, like, tickets. And then he had a knee injury, and he had all these things happening, you know. But for those two years, um, you know, he'd say, Mom, I want, you know, your, I want to go, and I want your approval. And, and I'd say, I'm all for the military. 
I said, I'm all for the military, but you've got to tell me, Chase, what's the reason? What's your reason for wanting to, to join? And his reasons were all wrong. His reasons were um, he thought that, you know, he'd uh, get the discipline that he needs in his life, and he thought that he would be able to then go to college, and he thought all of the stuff, but it, nothing had to do with protecting our country and, you know, the patriotic part of it. And I think that that's really important because I think a lot of times um, kids go to the military for the wrong reason and then they, they don't end up being the people they want to be. That's right. my personal opinion. Um, so I had two years to think, okay, my son's going to be, you know, going to the military and he's going to be enlisting. And what can I do to be part of the good part of it? You know, I was coaching. I knew about the um, Gold Star Mothers, is it? Gold Star or Blue Star? Yeah. Well, it's both. It's both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. And so I knew about them. Um, The Shatners, you know, um, they were um, really Elizabeth Shatner and the person that works for her. They were really helping me get my, pro- my program going and, uh, you know, getting me to do the proper paperwork and what I needed to do in order to, you know, get a nonprofit going. And um, I just, um, I just put this thing together and knew that when they're coming out and they've had their time, and they've served, the ones that can't make it, I could help them. Right. And so I felt a real strong passion because all of a sudden all the kids that, you know, you were hearing about that were losing their lives and um, coming back injured, you know, both physically and emotionally, they were all my sons and daughters' ages. Right. And so all of a sudden I felt like these are all of our kids. These are our kids. This is, this is like my son, this is my daughter. What can I do to be part of the, the solution to when they come back? That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Today's show okay. is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Don't forget about the Warrior Millennium Fundraiser that's going on right now. They're trying to raise $2 million to provide a full year of laboratory evaluations and treatment for more than 400 veterans with TBI who are in actually desperate need of some other form of medical assessment and treatment. For more information, go to warriorangelsfoundation.org. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel and we'll be right back find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Sharice, founder and president for Healing Horses and Armed Forces. Sharice, tell us about the different type of programs that you offer. Sure. Uh, we have one program called Veterans Only, mm-hmm. and that basically is Veterans Only. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know what can I say about that? Um, but it's a really great program because um, you know sometimes when you do a program with spouses and stuff, you know it's like everybody connects. Whether you're Army, Navy, Marines, you know Air Force, whatever you are, when the veterans get together, they're all one. And they have an understanding of each other, unlike, you know, it's like, it's like being able to peek into a special club, you know, that you're not a part of. And right. it's, uh, it's really great. And our programs are group programs. So everybody kind of works off of each other. And if somebody says um, one thing, it might feed into, oh, this is something I'm going through too, and I didn't really realize it. The other program is couples, military couples in transition. We all know how transition, you know, sometimes part of serving, the hardest part is coming home. You know, you learn to be a certain way, and you better learn it. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard time surviving. When you get back, having to step back into a relationship can be quite difficult. Um, that's why our divorce rate is high with the military. And um, the next one, which I have to admit is my very favorite program, uh, Bill had said wounded warriors, but it's actually women warriors. And our women warriors program, um, that's my favorite. You know, we, I'm sure we know that um, MST, which is military sexual trauma, is really, unfortunately, something that happens in the military that's... Um, you know, don't really want to talk about it, but it's happening. And 2% of our men um, experience sexual assault. And with our women, almost half of them, while they are serving, experience sexual assault. So being able to get those women and to help them, you know, feel empowered again and um, work through some of that is very, very rewarding. All right. We had a young lady on uh, about a month ago, 
uh, I'm trying to think of her name, uh, Bushnell, Colleen Bushnell. Uh, she she has a, quite a following. Um, maybe you guys could get together. Um, she, she has a blog that uh, uh, has hundreds of people that are involved with it. Uh, you know, her herself, she was a victim, uh, but uh, she's she's going through a lot right now because of her kids and and uh, you know it's just dragging her down but uh, she keeps on top of uh, the MST so that oh, might good. be something something to get together about she's very good at what us. she does yes I will well why did you choose horses as far as uh, you know the therapeutic end of it well you know like I said in the very beginning um, Horses is something that's been in my life my whole time, and I wanted to give back. Mm-hmm. And what's fantastic about horses is that they are listening to your energy. It's kind of like, uh, for women anyhow, like when we go into a parking lot, for instance, we know that we're not going to park next to that van, or you know, we have our different senses going on just to be protected. Um, horses are always listening to see what the person is saying without words, but with their energy and their intention. And when their energy and intention is not the same, that's like, you know how you've heard about mixed messages, right? Right. You know, like, right? So that's kind of like mixed messages, and horses pick up on that. And a lot of times when somebody's, you know, experiencing PTSD or, uh, you know, military sexual trauma, which is part of PTSD, um, the horses will kind of let them know by them. People are almost asking questions in a sense, but they're not, you know, they're not saying the words. So, for instance, I do some programs um, in the round ring in our indoor arena, and it has to do with energy and intention. It's just get the horse, everybody does it, get the horse to move around to the left or the right, and depending on your energy, the horse will either look at you and go like, make me, or if your energy is too high, they'll race around there like crazy horse. Um, <laughs> but sometimes what I do is I tell the person, if we're t- talking about uh, something that they're working towards, you know, something that they're trying to accomplish, which we start out with those type of things at the beginning of the day anyhow, with a special way that we kind of, what can we add to our life today? Um, Horse, horses and, can understand body language, can't they? And their body language, right. So when the people are out in the arena with the horse, I have them sometimes say, just say like hamburger. Instead of saying the words that you wanted to say, say something, some nonsense word. Because people can be saying whatever their intent is. Like, I'm going to, you know, oh gosh, I'm going to have this business, let's say. I'm going to have a business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But if they could be saying it and their body language and their energy is saying like, I don't really think I can. I don't really think I can. And the horse picks up on, I don't really think I can rather than the words. All right. So horses are perfect. They're like, um, they're like a thousand pound lie detector. <laughs> you know, they catch you right away. If you're saying one thing and doing something else, the horse is going to let you know. All right. Bill? 
Well, uh, Sharice, I apologize uh, for mentioning wounded warriors instead of women warriors, and I'm pleased to hear what you have to say about uh, uh, women who have served our our country. I have the greatest respect for them, and and, in a program uh, uh, such as what uh, you are heading up, I think is very vital to them because, uh, you know, none of us, the men or the women, we don't do a very good job of reintegrating back into home and community after we've served in combat and on the battlefield. And mm-hmm. when we're reaching out to uh, to women because we know that they've had some not-so-good experiences, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit more difficult to get them to come in. I may, it may be a confidence level. I don't know. Maybe you can ex- explain more about that to get them in. But they're always shying away. I, I get the impression is I served my country, I did my job, and now even though I may have a problem, I just want to be left alone. And I think that it can't end there. It's got to be open so they can get this exposure to uh, such a program that you're operating. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's exactly right. But you know, there's a huge, there's a huge field. You know, I'm for the women because I'm a woman. Um, but there's a huge field. I haven't heard of anybody that's working with the men that are dealing with the same stuff. The men's, I mean, if you think 2% of the men is a larger number than the, you know, 40-some-odd percent of women that are dealing with this. And so both men and women, it's something you have to deal with. And, yeah, of course, especially with a man, you don't want to say, like, well, this happened to me. Because then you're like, you know, I'm weak. Um, with women, I can tell you there's one base that I was working with, and um, they had, I think it was 13 reports of sexual assault each month, wow. and they had another 20% that was not being um, reported. And that's every month on that's a base. outrageous. And so that's just one place. So can you imagine really... You know, if you think about that, um, it's huge. It's a huge, it's much bigger than, you know, people realize. And unfortunately, you know, people, you know, I've talked to people before that wanted to do like a radio or something. They're like, no, let's not talk about that. And I was like, what do you mean let's not talk about that? And that's like something really important to talk about because these are, these are going to be the mothers. These are going to be... Right the women of our country, that you have to talk about this. You have to talk about it because if you don't talk about it, nothing will be done about it. And if we're over, you know, in Afghanistan and we're fighting for the rights of, you know, their women and, you know, all the stuff we're fighting for, don't we have to take care of our own women? You know, don't we need to, like, start at home? Doesn't it start here? So it's really an important thing. And, and I just want to say, like, because the starting of, you know, the stuff I heard when you were talking at the beginning of this, uh-huh. you know, that whole thing that's happening with the VA, you know, I just want to know, like, one of the things as a coach, one of the, you know, like, I've got these really great sayings, and one of the things is you always want to start with the end result in mind. How come our country's not doing that? How uh, come... Good question. Right? How come there's organizations like mine who were killing ourselves here to try and bring our sons and daughters out of what they've experienced if they've had, you know, bad trauma 
and there's other organizations like the VA, and they've got this money, and it's going to things that, you know, like what you were talking about at the beginning. But then there's organizations like mine that are having to close down left, right, and center because we can't get the funding that we need in order to do the work that we're doing. That's correct, and give four hundred thousand right? dollars to somebody changing jobs or other locations. Yeah, I mean, do you know what That's... I could do with four hundred thousand dollars? Do you know how many yeah. people? I mean, I've had a uh, this year in your presentation of who I was. You talked about twenty fourteen. That's because this is twenty fifteen now. It's the end of twenty fifteen, and I haven't been able to get the grants this year I need. I've had to turn away groups of you know, military people who need my help, who want my help, who want to know what do we do, how do we get feel empowered each day, what's going on with me. I've had to turn people away because we've scholarshiped 120 veterans and service members to our programs with our own money. And now we're left without money. We can't do it anymore. So it's like, right. we just don't have the money that we can do that for you. So... You know, it, it makes me a little crazy. It makes oh, me a little crazy to know that, you know, there was this big talk of, from the VA like a month, was a month ago or something, and they had this, you know, huge conference and talking about how they're going to start doing out, you know, outpatient stuff. And it's like, that fell through. Yap, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yap, yap, let's see some tap, tap. So, I was a victim to that one. <laughs> oh. That just makes me crazy. It well, let's talk about how we yeah. let's talk about how we can help when we come back. We're going to take a quick break okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network Radio Archived Library of Radio Shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. 
If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Cherise, founder and president for Healing Horses and Armed Forces. Wow, that sounds like a song. But, yes. Bill? <laughs> yes, Gary. Uh, you know, we ended talking about some of the programs that uh, Cherise has in this great organization of hers, and uh, I'd like for her to continue that. But first, Cherise, I, you know, I'm thinking about these horses. I mean, uh, they can be very kind and general. Uh, gentle, but a very mammoth in size uh, 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 animal. Tell us just a little bit about what it takes to care for them. I mean, in keeping them together, uh, you know, their eating habits, uh, how often, uh, you know, uh, medical uh, uh, attention. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. Um, Well, horses are grazing animals. So it's nice if they can be out in pasture and grazing as much as possible. We're here in California. There's not too much green anywhere around. So typically uh, feeding them three times a day is, you know, they're happy with that. Uh, they get a nice, uh, here on the West Coast we have an alfalfa um, hay. It's pretty rich. Um, if your horse is working hard, it's actually a legume, so it's high in protein. And if your horse is really working hard, you know, doing you know, cows and things like that. Um, It's a good hay. However, a lot of us lean towards not giving too much of that if our horses aren't, you know, fully active with the job every day. So we try and give them um, some legume, but a grass hay is good. Um, And we feed, you know, depending on the horse's size, you know, we've got one horse that has about 12 pounds of um, hay, you know, each meal in the morning and in the uh, a.m. and p.m. We've got another one that has about eight pounds, and the other two paints we have, they each get, uh, they get more like six. And then we've got two minis that we rescued from the East Coast, and they get as little as possible because they are easy keepers, meaning they have big bellies almost all the time, no matter what you feed them. <laughs> and, you what? know, medical, you have to have their feet done every... I like seven weeks, um, but if people do it anywhere from six to eight weeks, you know, you've got to have their feet trimmed and, and shod, which is a nice expense. And you've got, um, you know, vaccinations twice a year, and you've got to think about their well-being, whether they're, you know, like it's great here. We have pastures, so even if they're not getting ridden, you know, as much as I'd like them, they're at least free and they're running around together and they're, you know, being able to be social and in a herd. So that's, you know, part of making a horse happy. Well, great. And that, and, and that equates uh, being able to deliver an excellent program as uh, you're doing. So tell us a little bit more about the programs. Well, you know, um, how about if I tell you a little bit about some of the situations that have happened before? I think that would probably be pretty interesting in how it yeah. works. Let's go for okay. it. Okay. That'd be good? Yes. Okay. Yes. So earlier I mentioned that horses um, work on energy and intention, right? And here's just right. a really great example of one time when my mental health specialist and I 
Um, we're looking at each other with our mouths open going like, oh, oh. Um, We had a group of women warriors, and we had probably, I think we had maybe 12, 12 women. And it was a, a program, in our programs, for instance, everybody's style is a little bit different. We start out in the very early part of the day, and we usually do some type of awareness-type exercises where maybe they're out in the pasture and we have them shoulder to shoulder. They walk out and they just we give everybody a little reminder binder and they just kind of start sensing where they're at, what they hear, what they smell, what they're seeing, you know, all the different senses. And they just kind of start making that little notes in their book. And believe it or not, as easy as that seems like it would be for probably you or I to walk outside and go like, okay, well, I see the tree, I see the leaves, I smell hay or, or manure, <laughs> um, you, know, I'm, you know, I've got this taste in my mouth and, you know, to go through the different things. Sometimes if you're dealing with trauma, it's really hard for you to be in the moment. So you first kind of work through that. And then you go out. And usually we have some type of exercises where I have props, and I have props meaning anywhere from teddy bears to noodles to buckets to pails to I've got a teddy bear hat. I've just different things, cones, and I kind of put them all out on top, top of the arena, and uh, the horses are just out there. Now the women are looking at the horses, and they're kind of just making notes of what's going on, they think, with the horses. And then they go in and they meet the horses. So the program's building throughout the day. So we're doing this one exercise, and uh, I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. And this is, by the way, this is in my book, the, the book that just came out, The Art of Facilitation with 28 Equine-Assisted Activities. It's in the, this one's in here. So I said, what I want you to do is um, we're going to build... You as a group, you're going to build a bridge just using the props and the things that are in the arena, and the arena we call their community. I said, and you're going to go ahead and you're going to build that, and then you're going to decide which one of the horses, and they've named the horses for the day, what what the horses mean to them, um, which one of the horses, you know, you're going to choose, and you're going to have that horse just walk through that area, that bridge that you complete. But before you do that, I want you to think of what it is that you're working on, your goals, and I want you to think about what could get in the way of your goals. What could get in the way of you, whatever it is that you're, you know, talking about or what it is that you're working towards, what could get in the way? Choose things that represent that and place those inside the area as your obstacles. It could be obstacles. And so they went and they did that. And I said, okay, now you can't touch the horse but just using your energy and working as a group, you'll need to go ahead and get the horse to walk through. So this is the thing that happened, and this is kind of a really great um, idea of how this works. What happened were the older ladies, you know, the more mature ones like myself, um, <laughs> they went ahead and they grouped together. And then the younger gals, they grouped together and they each, instead of doing one bridge, which there's no wrong way of doing it, the young ones went ahead and started making a bridge, and the older ones did. Now, the older ones, who had dealt with their trauma longer, they went ahead and they took a couple poles 
They put it down on the ground. They noticed that one of the horses in the arena was already playing with the rubber balls. So they picked up the rubber balls, and they put the rubber balls inside their path. And then they went over, and they chose the horse that was playing with the balls, and without touching the horse, they got the horse to go to the other side of the arena and walk through this path, walk through the bridge. And I was, I was thinking to myself, and Kelly and I are going like, oh, they did that so quickly. Oh, my goodness. You know, our mouths are open. The other ones, on the other hand, who are still more in their trauma, they took some poles, then they took rope, and they made, they roped it together, and they made like a cross going horizontal, and then a going left and right, and I mean, it was like a bridge that you wouldn't even want to walk through. And then they took like a play machine gun, and they threw it in there, and they threw some little army men in there and they, you know, they threw all this stuff in there and they really energy wise, I mean, the horses don't know, Oh, that's an army man. And that represents <laughs> their, you know, they don't know what that stuff is. So they went to get the other horse. And I think, what did they call him? They called him, um, base B A S E. That's okay. So they went and they got him. He wouldn't go anywhere near it. They couldn't budge this horse. Now, I've had this horse since he was four years old, and he's 21 now. He's a nice horse. He's a quarter horse. I could get on him bareback with a halter. I mean, he's great, but they had so much energy around their bridge and what they built that the horse wouldn't come halfway to the arena. Meanwhile, the other gals, the horse is walking back and forth, and, be, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this is, this is like day and night. So why facilitating it, why it's so important to learn how to facilitate, because you can do this stuff with horses all day long, but if you don't know how to facilitate and ask the proper questions, you really can't be as effective as you need to be. So the whole thing was is that the women who had already been dealing with their trauma and, you know, had built the easy, easy path, they already, they decided, why make our obstacles anything more than they are? You know, when we, as we asked our questions. And with the other women, had so much into it. Even one of the younger women even went and sat in the middle of it, like an Indian for a second, and she put her hand on her face, and she bent down like, oh, how do we do this? So, you know, there was a lot to talk about. It had to do with their energy and it had to do with their mind and where they're at right now and what they need to deal with. Right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. These breaks are coming up really fast. <laughs> do you own a business? Are. Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are national. Give them a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407 407- Four zero one zero seven seven two. That's four zero seven four zero one zero seven seven two. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Yeah. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Sharice, founder and president for Healing Horses and Armed Forces. Sharice, um, you, you have a book that just came out. Yes, I do. Okay. Tell us about it. Okay. Um, The book is called The Art of Facilitation with 28 Equine Assisted Activities, and you can find it on Amazon. And uh, it's a book that I wrote uh, with the information that I've been using to facilitate since 1992. And the reason that I wrote it was a lot of people are coming into coaching now more than ever before. You know, it's a nice, it's a good time because I think a lot of people, especially younger people, are going like, you know, wait a second, we need to, you know, get things changed and turn around here. But some of the things I was hearing was how people were making interpretations of what the horse was doing. And that's not how you do this type of work. You know, I'm kind of a, well, I'm a pioneer in this because I started it so, so way back. And what it is is that when you're working with the horses or not, you know, whether you're doing drumming or you're doing art or you're doing any type of therapy or coaching, it's your job to kind of take the people to the pond and let them see their own reflection. And it's where they're at and it's the way that things happen while you're with them that allows them to see themselves. Because just like when you tell a child that they have to do something all the time, that doesn't work as well as when the child realizes this needs to be done. So not that our veterans are children, but with this book, it explains what facilitation is. It gives you questions in the book that you can ask that are open questions, 
not saying, well, the horse is doing this, for instance, so that means this is happening. That's not what you want to do. But I kept hearing from different people as I was talking, oh, I went to this program, and is that the way it's supposed to be, Sharice? No, it's not supposed to be like that. So this first part of the book talks all about facilitation. It gives you all the questions you could possibly ask, both for people and where the horses are involved as well. And then what people are really liking is that there are actually not 28, but 29, it says in the book, surprise, 29 chapters. I like the sound of 28 better, so it's remain 28. (laughs) But um, it gives you actually 29 different activities that you can do, depending if you're working with veterans, which, you know, a lot of my stuff is veteran-orientated, veterans or corporations or women's programs, whatever it is, um, it gives you different activities that you can be doing. So this is, this, you get this book, and it'll be your go-to book. It's a field guide. It's 8 by 11 so that it can be right there on your clipboard, and if something happens where, uh, you know, all of a sudden something changes, you go, you know, I need a different activity, you can just skim through it right away, and you can just make it happen. So it's a safety net for us, for us coaches, especially if we're doing equine-assisted services. All right. Now, why don't you tell us uh, how we can get go to your website? What's your website address? My website, I've got two of them. Um, okay. If you go to risingmoonranch.org, you get to see all about our veterans programs and the work we're doing. If you go to risingmoonranch.net, you get to read about my books, and uh, you can see more about that. So go to either one of those and, uh, you know, see what kind of information. I also have coaching that I'm offering, um, and that's all in the book as well, um, information about that. But go to either one of those websites, and, you know, we need donations. We need sponsors. And if you're somebody that is not just a yap-yapper but a tap-tapper and you really want to do what you can do to help our veterans um, and our service members, please donate. You know, donate what you can. You know, if everybody donated listening to this $1 to our program, I'd have the phone going right now, and I've got two, the Hollywood Veterans Center has got two groups that want to come out here and do our programs, and uh, it's just the funding that's the only thing that's holding them back. You know, that makes me sad. Um, Yeah, and last year we had two groups, one group from Afghanistan, they were going back to Afghanistan, and we just didn't have the funding to be able to have them come at the end of the year. So that makes me crazy. But if you want to um, be part of what's going on and be part of the solution instead of part of the problem, and you're hearing the problems with the VA center and everything that's happening, you know, look for organizations like ours. Send us a donation. Say, hey, we'd like to sponsor some vets. Um, and, you know, let us, let us do our work, and everybody can help us by just donating whatever you can. I mean, $5? $5 would help, you know. Um, of course, we'd love to get a corporation on or somebody that's got deep pockets that says, hey, let's just help as many people as we can, but um, whatever you can do, let's do it. Let's, let's, as a country and a communities everywhere, let's help our kids that are coming back from serving our country. I don't think people even realize the freedoms that we have here. You know, they just don't don't. realize it. 
No, they don't. They don't realize that we uh, can go to the market and we can decide what we want to eat and where we want to eat and all the things that we can do that we just take for granted. People don't realize that there's countries that that's just not happening in. And the only reason we have what we have and what we do, what we can do, and all the craziness that happens even here is because we've got our sons and daughters that are protecting us. They're over there fighting for us. You know, we, we don't have war on our country. That's something. We don't have any other country on the ground here doing anything to, to hurt us. That's, that's really huge. People shouldn't take it for granted. So let us do our work and help our sons and daughters that have gone to another country to make sure that we are safe, that we can do all the things that we do. Wow. And they, this is, includes families also, correct? Yes, 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 yes. With funding, we can keep on going and we can do work with families. We can work with military couples. We can work more of the women warriors. I would love to see some males start taking on some, you know, men warrior programs like our women warriors programs and helping men dealing with a, PT, you know, a PTSD in the military mm-hmm. sexual trauma department. You know, there's ah, there's a lot of work to be done. A lot, a lot of work to be done. Right. Maybe if they recover that four hundred thousand from that gal, they can send it our way. And That's right. Can, right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> All right. That can keep us going a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. And again, you know, uh, our listeners have to realize that uh, it's grassroots organizations such as yours. Uh, exactly. that are important, that are actually doing something. Uh, there's a lot of organizations out there that say they do a lot, but they don't. Uh, so always check them out before donating. Uh, yeah, three again, quarters. Pardon me? Three quarters of the organizations that say that they're actually doing something for veterans mm-hmm. are not doing anything. Yeah, and if you want to really be sure, make sure that the organization you're donating to is Gold Star, a right. Gold Star member. Exactly. That way they're transparent. Mm-hmm. That's way you know that your money is going towards helping an organization that is really doing the work. Right. Well, we only have a couple minutes le- left, and uh, Cherise, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. Yeah, thank Can you. I? Thank you so and much. I really appreciate it. No problem. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Just not to forget. Not forget when you're having your fight with your husband or you're arguing with your kids or deciding what movie you're going to go to, that at that very second there's a son or daughter that is either your kid's age or your neighbor's kid's age or the kids that, that are just getting out of high school, they're over there eating something out of a bag in a hole, you know, having their buddy that just got blown up. And it's happening every, every minute that you're enjoying your life or your, whatever you're doing it's happening. Even though it's over there, it's happening here, too. But you just right. can't see it, and you're not aware of it. That's true. That's true. Bill? Well, Cherise, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with, with us today. Thank mm. you for your service and your passion in caring for our nation's veterans. This is an outstanding job, and I'd certainly love to have you come back on the program and be a guest again. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the website. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. Remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe.